Happy Monday, troublemakers. Got some stuff to talk about. Kyle's back in the seat. I missed him. I feel much better. So in honor of that, we're talking about Mazda's new leader, totaling EVs for just a little damage and Slurpees and charging Everywhere I go, together. The people really want to know At last, Kyle's gone. He's back. If you're just in the audio podcast, Kyle disappeared for a second, but he's back now. He was gone. How was your trip, man? Can you hear it's me? It's good. It's good. I, uh, you not go? really. You can't really hear me. <laughs> it's great it's great we'll figure it out soon well we can hear you you sound great just so you know oh, great just so you know hang tight so um we'll so switch. basically yeah go ahead while you're switching uh if you didn't notice we're doing a motor madness bracket for the next few weeks and basically you know tournament brackets everyone's doing the brackets where we're pitting classic cars against modern cars and last week was the first round and you can vote every single day uh, probably the best way to do it is to follow us on linkedin um, or you can follow us on instagram and just search us so do and you'll find it but uh, a lot of fun conversation and a fun uh fun matchup so basically we're taking classic cars on one side modern cars on the other side we're going to find out the best vehicle of all time as voted on well i mean you know, for the ones that we selected or that Todd Caputo the, selected, actually. The, the best Todd Caputo vehicle. I like it. Time, a couple right? Chevys in there. Uh, <laughs> most Some of the most interesting losses last week is the the Tesla Model Plaid S or the Model S Plaid lost to the Chevy Corvette Premier Edition by a lot, like 77 think, to 23 I think that may just be indicative of our audience. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, maybe less thinking. surprising than we... Uh, <laughs> Um, and then another fun was a Ford, a Ford Woody. I can't remember what year that sucker was. It's like a 50 something, I think, but that's just an awesome vehicle. That's not as interest. It it's an interesting loss, but it's not a surprising one. The VW Beetle iconic, iconic, but that Ford Woody is just awesome. You just want to throw a surfboard on top and like, it that was like is. the first three row SUV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love, I, that car is iconic and everybody's tried to bring it back. Like the PT Cruiser oh, Woody. They're like, job. we're bringing it back. No, you're not bringing it back. Please it's just leave it. Let like it die. Was. Let it die. <laughs> um, so we got a bunch of matchups coming up uh, this week. Fun. We're down to the semifinals. Uh, today it's going to be a 2014 Corvette versus a 2010 Chevy Astro van. There's conversation hmm. that needs to happen around that one. I'm partial <laughs> to the Astro van myself. <laughs> My first business was oh. started in one of those. And I think everyone, here's the thing. I think everyone has an Astro van experience. At some point, whether it's a kid or as an adult or as a worker. Some they can talk about, some they can't talk about. You <laughs> know, going to go there. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I just did. Uh, also, uh, just in like two weeks from uh, Wednesday, we're going to be live in Arlington, Texas with a Sodu Live tonight. You can get tickets at a Sotu-X.com. Um, And if you're a dealer in the area, we want you to bring your staff and your service advisors. We're trying to draw a big circle around Everyone in your store, it's going to be an amazing show. Got some amazing guests we're going to start announcing this week. We're bringing the live band. We're wearing the suits. We're doing the whole thing. Yeah. If you bring 10 or more people from your store, you get 20% off. So bring, like, we're, we really want more of the fam coming to the and, show. And if that happens, definitely we are giving you massive props from the stage and on the live Without stream. So your people are going to feel amazing. So there you go. A little bit of that. Hey, we got some news to talk about. Let's get it's into it. It's been a while. It. All right. So late last week, Mazda announced the appointment of a new president and CEO. He's a 40-year company veteran, uh, Masahiro Moro, to replace current president and CEO, Akira Marumoto, um, who has held the seat since 2018. Uh, so Moro, the new president and CEO, is currently a director and senior managing executive officer, 
has previously been the head of Mazda North America. So you probably got a little familiarity yep. with him, Kyle. I know the name Masahiro Moro. Yeah. And a lot of people do. And I think that it, you know, from, I don't know him personally or anything like that, but it seems like it's going to be a good move. Um, done a lot of good, you know, the, the, the American operations of uh, the North American operations for Mazda has really been growing over the last five to six years. Um, and so I think this will, this will expand globally and, and I'm excited to see what happens. Was, so. what was the vibe when, when kind of he was in charge? Like what, what kind of, in your mind, what kind of was the, the calling card for that, that season of Mazda? Well, I couldn't tell you that much because back when in that season, I was a little, I wasn't as familiar with the executive. Uh Yeah. 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 So, uh, but you know, I, I just know that the leadership of the, the, the North American side of stuff recently has been just on point growing market share, like crazy. Yeah. The proof's in the pudding. Um, so proofs in yep. the pudding. Well, Morrow cites recent growth in the U.S. and hopes to continue by upgrading its about 360 dealerships and targeting 1,000 vehicles per year as a sales target per store. Initially, he says, if we can get to that point, the next point is we're going to work to 1,200. So yeah. <laughs> I like it. Which is a big deal because like the median right now is nowhere close to 80, um, which is about what that is. And, 80 a month and so, is what you're saying? Yeah, 80 a month. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, you've got a lot of Mazda stores. It's a small market store. You don't have, uh, you don't have, you know, trucks or large SUVs or, or, um, things to compete in that, like in that world. I think it's a nine model line, which you compare that to like a Toyota or a Honda, you're talking 23 model, model Mm -hmm. lines. Um, and so it's a tough, it's a tough hill to climb, but, uh, I'm confident that, that they'll do it. And, you know, I always got a little heart in the Mazda. I know you uh, do. I know you do. Uh, and the, the Mazda also nominated, uh, Jeff Guyton, he's 56 years old, senior managing executive officer and current North America head is now going to be the CFO and assistant to the president, uh, pending the June approval of the board. So, um, they're just moving things around, moving and shaking, Couple moves positioning the for around. the wins. You know what I'm saying? Positioning for the oh, come on, come on, I come like on. It. I can't think of a reason to press this button right here. Stop. Yeah. Segway. Time. <laughs> just felt like I had to press it. <laughs> this button. <laughs> I just felt like we needed some Segway energy, even without a Segway. Um, Need that energy. So insurers go. in Europe are being forced to write off completely these EVs <sighs> that are just about new with only slight damages, sometimes just scratches to the battery packs because they're kind of unrepairable and they're lacking uh, battery analytics data, in a, it says in a Reuters report. Uh, while wow. some automakers have made battery packs easier to repair over the years, Tesla's Model Y, the new Model Y, actually has a battery pack that is part of the vehicle's structure. And it's been described yep. by experts as having zero repairability. So for instance, a, a replacement battery on like a Tesla Model 3 can cost $20,000 when the vehicle new yeah. is just over 40,000 and depreciates quickly. Um, there are no diagnostic tools for repair shops to see if the batteries are doing okay or if there's been damage is one of the problems. And so, you know, Peter Gruber, owner of a Phoenix, Arizona a company who is focused on replacing batteries, mostly in older Teslas, he says an insurance company is never going to take the risk because they face lawsuits down the line if something is wrong Something's and, wrong, and yep. they don't have any battery data, meaning premiums are going to be higher for EVs. And also all the talk about being green and CO2 emissions, everybody knows it takes, or if you don't know, you're about to know, um, it takes a lot more CO2 emissions to create an EV. And once that vehicle dries for, you know, a few tens of thousands of miles is when that balance, you know, evens out. And then you start to get right, the so gains on the So if it never gets side. there, 
So yeah. So I mean, uh, th th it's very thing. interesting because this this story is happening, and alongside of another story where uh, local repair shops are now suing Tesla um on the grounds that they've made it too hard to repair these vehicles hard you know the where actually i don't know if it's the repair sh shops but i think it might be a customer um you know lawsuit that's saying hey look we want to be able to take our vehicles to yeah. these to these uh to these side shops but you made it too hard the warranty process the repair process so you've got all of that kind of mixed up in you know insurance companies having to having to total these vehicles that typically they would be able to repair to for four to five thousand dollars but now you got a twenty thousand dollar battery that's got a little scratch on it that they're worried about the next ownership or anything like that it's a it's it's still like there's still a lot of balance. There's also these stories of like basically uh, these these EV startups going under these small EV startups that probably we haven't even heard of. There's over 100 of them, apparently. Wow. That there's just worldwide that there's still that, that we're still seeing like them failing. And so it's still we have to remember this is a very startup natured environment for mm -hmm. evs and so there's still a lot to figure out and the insurance thing is definitely a big one and and um I, i'm i like that that makes me nervous you know because of <laughs> the cost of insurance rising due to evs they Ugh. said in in some places in europe it's as much as like 30 percent higher <sighs> if you drive an ev right? you, you start thinking about cost of ownership i mean tesla does have its own insurance product Right. So they obviously right. have the most data and they have said that they're going to focus more on battery repairability, which makes a lot of sense when we're talking about this. But I guess one thing at a time. Right. Yep. The next problem yep. comes up. Hey, before we go into this last story, because I think it's going to be a fun one. Let's do a mid-March. It's kind of mid-March still. Mid-March vibe check in the auto dealership world. Kyle, what are the hey. vibes mid-March when you're working in a dealership? Oh, I mean... Mo typically and and we're like as i'm talking to dealers this month there's kind of like some are up some are down mm -hmm. there, there's a lot more yep. there's a lot more volatility right now but definitely that that last 10 days of march i don't care whether you're down or up it's kind of like the last week of december you, oh, anything can happen there's a similar vibe, at least for me, because a lot of manufacturers have their have their year end. So they'll press on incentives. They'll press on you. The the dealership owner presses, yep. um, you know, March is kind of historically the start of the selling season. You know, you've got March and August as two big months in the year. And and so you kind of get that like, especially, man, I love that. Like the last 10 days is landing on the Monday. I'm sure that the that the morning meetings this morning are getting a little riled up. You know? Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. yeah that's so, feel. Uh, Ellie chimed in on the live stream, waiting on that sweet, sweet tax money. You know it. That's coming in. Uh, Carly White is saying March. Carly. Madness, baby. Oh, Carly. I used to work with Carly. We, oh. He was. Uh, uh, he was in finance. I was a sales no manager. No way. And, oh, uh, yeah. Back, back in the day. So is that he knows. He knows store? how we do. What's that? Yeah, at a Mazda oh, store. Even better. Even better. Look Bring it that. all the way this back around. Full circle today. And I'll <laughs> tell you what. I'll tell you what the the dealership vibes are in. The Northeast. It's going to be 50 degrees today and sunny. It's going to be warmer there so than it is here. I'll tell you what. The, the vibes always pick up when the sun's shining, the snow is gone, and people start to, like, emerge. In the Northeast, people, like, you haven't seen your neighbors in five months. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I remember you. I remember you. You made it through the winter. Congratulations. So I think That's the vibes are, are, are doing that. Well, speaking of vibes, just a straight vibes of this story. Stop. Full vibe. Segway. All right, let us know what's up, Kyle. 
So the company who brought us everyday concepts that were once unheard of, such as coffee in a to-go cup, self-serve fountain soda, are and being tw open 24 hours, are now shaking up the EV charging space. C711 yep. has announced that they are going to uh, bring their seven charge networks of EV chargers across the U.S. and Canada, um, and they are... They have said that, quote, they will build one of the largest and most compatible networks alongside an app that allows you to see where you're at. Um, I mean, look, we've been saying this, saying this, saying this gas companies, gas station companies getting in the EV charging game has to happen for the network to to drive as deep into the U.S. and Canadian fabric as as gas and oil has um they so, need to build a huge. slurpee machine right into the charging thing oh. right into it you plug your car in and then they got the little cup dispenser and then you pull yes. the nut lob and you get your slurpee look 7-eleven there's like some kind of pros and cons in my mind a pro is that they've actually done a pretty historically well jo good job of creating gas station food that people actually go out of their way to get sure right the hot yeah. dogs and the slurpee so like that the downside is, I don't know how many 7-Elevens you've been to, but most of the 7-Elevens I've been to aren't, aren't ones where I'd really be excited to keep my car parked outside for a long time. And they're not yeah. really set up for it either, right? You're like, like can we get some twice dailies with these? Uh, you probably kinda, don't have twice dailies up there. <laughs> no, no, they're kind of what, like, like you look at like a, a chain like Wawa, who's done an amazing job of creating an environment where you could go inside and sit a little bit. You have ample parking lot space. A lot of 7-Elevens, like, let's face it, they were designed to minimize real estate and be like, I don't want you in this store longer than two minutes. <laughs> right? right. Yo, and, this is this is, this is is all while Bucky's is out here adding, like, 15 stores with 5,000 <laughs> gas pumps, right? Yo, I have to <laughs> oh, go wow, to Bucky's somewhere. <laughs> we just got a comment in the live stream as Kyle's saying that. Ariel uh, Velasco is saying, do you imagine Bucky's with chargers? And it sounds like Kyle Bucky's just Bucky's with chargers would be full lit because it's a full... Have you ever been to a Bucky's? That's Dude, I feel like you failed me as a resident Nashville host because you didn't take me to a Bucky's when I came There's no down. Bucky's close. You oh. No, Bucky's doesn't live close to a city. They only are like on outskirts in travel. It's similar uh, to like... like a, um, what's that big you place? Know, that? Any of those travel... Uh, like the, think the ones one for right truck. Now. Yeah. Um, but like a travel center, right? Travel center, but they yes. are ginormous. They're normally at least an hour outside of a city and they have all the food, all the, uh, all the, like, we have to go to Bucky's there. Soto has to go sit to, there. <laughs> you could shower there. Probably. Can you shower there? Yeah. Oh, without a Yeah. And the bathrooms are the nicest bathrooms you've ever seen in let's call it any retail establishment. Thank you, Rob Downs, for chiming in. Flying J. Flying exactly. I can picture the, the logo and the colors and the thing on my so schedules. We'll give it to 7-Eleven for being first, but someone else is going to be fancier. Yeah, it's kind of hard when you invented coffee in a to-go cup to, like, have people bet <laughs> against you. Well, that is a Monday. Look, whatever your Monday vibe is, thanks for spending a little of it here with us today. Hey, we hope we can see you in Arlington, Texas in just a couple weeks. Go to a so2x.com and check out all the things that are going on.